It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. This is episode six. I am Max Carroll. I'm joined here by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How are you doing tonight, Austin? I'm doing pretty well. How about you, Max? Doing good. I'm doing all right. Uh, We have a good episode for you here today. Uh, First things first, though, uh, we are presented by The Link. Make sure to check out their website. Uh, that is linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com. A lot of free content, uh, some some really good articles, both opinion pieces and uh, betting analysis, so make sure to check that out. Also, uh, NHL season starts tomorrow. Yeah. Pretty exciting. We got, uh, you know, we've had football, now we got playoff baseball and the NHL starting up. Uh, that starts tomorrow, Wednesday the 2nd, and... Uh, we did do a podcast. We did a special podcast this past weekend. Uh, we had uh, Trent Pruitt. He's the founder and creator of Link Sports. Uh, we talked some hockey with him as well as some NFL. And then we also had our buddy, uh, Eric. He came on, had some really good stuff to say about his predictions for the upcoming NHL season. So make sure to check that out. And, uh, and we'll, you know, NHL season is starting up. So it's going to be looking pretty good. Pretty excited for that. Not a big NHL guy, but... It's always exciting. Mm-hmm. A new new season starting is kind of like, you know, draws you in a little bit. And uh, I'm a big NHL fan. I mean, probably the best sport live to go to. The yeah. atmosphere in all the stadiums. Yeah, and, and we kind of talked about that. I, uh, I don't go to too many sporting events. I, I like to kind of watch them on TV, but... I've been to probably more hockey games than any other sport. Maybe maybe baseball, but hockey is... Uh, yeah, it's close. Close race. Clo- yeah, yeah. And for... Uh, for us having the Islanders right here, you know, you don't have to go into the city to watch them, which is great. But um, yeah, so that's starting up tomorrow. Make sure to check out that podcast. A lot of great stuff. And uh, and uh, so make sure to check that out. But we're going to jump right into it here. We have uh, week five coming up. So the quarter mark of the season has passed Yeah. as of last night. I think we know which teams suck. I think we know which teams suck, and I don't really know. Uh, outside I don't know who's of, good. Outside of the you know the obvious ones, the Patriots and, and the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, and who else? Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it, honestly. And uh, this week was very frustrating. This was a tough gambling week. It was um, a lot of weird results and just things that. A lot uh, of underdogs won this week. Yeah, and uh, and and we'll get into that, but. Yeah, we're gonna do what we normally do. We'll we'll go through the rundown of the uh, of week four, and then we'll kind of give you our initial thoughts of of who we think the top teams are, based on what's happened so far. Then then the bottom feeders and and things like that. There are a lot of teams that are in the middle that you don't know what they <laughs> are yet. So we'll kind of touch on that, and then we'll jump right into week five and and give our picks. But uh, first things first here. What uh what were the uh, overall records for us this week? Uh, in our in our uh, overall in our full slate picks. Full slate picks. Max went. You went six and nine on the week against the spread, and I went seven and eight against the spread. I feel like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, there were you know you talk about the Kansas City game, where it was just you didn't really know what was happening in that one. It was just crazy. Um, and then you know the Rams. Yeah, I, what the heck was that all about? I mean, that was just that was just wild. But yeah, like we said, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and uh, it's tough, man. But you know, it could have been a lot worse than than six and nine, and it doesn't help my overall record because I'm. 
struggling right now. <laughs> but hey, you know, like we said over the weekend, it's a long season, and uh, you know, if you come out, you know, above 500 when it's all said and done, that's all you can really ask for. So um, let's let's jump into the uh, the Thursday night game from last week. Eagles went to Lambeau to face the Packers, and uh, this was kind of how I, I didn't think that it was going to be this high scoring, but you could tell that the Packers' offense is a little, they're a little off. Yeah, uh, Philly's defense definitely has some holes, definitely in the secondary. I know Twitter is calling for them to look into Jalen Ramsey, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I I don't really see that happening either. I feel like Ramsey's gonna stay put, uh, to be honest. I don't know how you can trade him when yeah. the Jaguars are two and two. Yeah, it's uh, that would be tough. Um, the thing that's that's interesting to me is, and I'll, I'll have to look up this stat as we're going along here, but it seems like Green Bay has a lot of trouble scoring in the second half. Yeah, uh, they don't adjust very well. It seems like. I mean, this game is a little different because they lost Devonte Adams to a toe injury. They lost Devonte Adams and they lost. Uh, Jamal Williams on the well, f- he was, that was the first play of the game he just got yeah, he, destroyed <laughs> uh, which was kind of the theme this week just players just getting just a lot of bad demolished. tackling yeah and all the hits the NFL is trying to eliminate seem to uh, pop up in uh, week four yeah and um, you know these these are the best players in the world and when the, I, you know it's obvious that they're not using the technique that they were taught. They're leading with their head, they're leading with their shoulder, and it's just, it's tough to watch because I think maybe three or four players just were completely unconscious on the field. This Easily. Week. And uh, some pretty ho- high-profile guys, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and some important players. I think Marcus Peters. Marcus Marcus Peters took a killed. hit. I don't know how he survived that. <laughs> that was just incredible. And, you know, it's uncalled for. He, he's, he's scoring a touchdown. He's already across the line, and then he just gets crushed, and uh, it's tough to watch. But I mean, in this game, you know, it was Philly was leading at halftime, uh, 21-20, and the Packers only put up seven in the second half against a secondary that is just not very good. That was Swiss cheese. So, you know, Philly ends up winning 34-27. I didn't think it was going to be that high scoring, uh, but. Yeah, I was surprised. I, uh, you were on Philly in this game. I was, and the, and what, the spread for this one was uh, five. Five, yeah, that five for Philly. That again, I mean, I know the Packers' defense had been playing well, but to me, all it took was a, a, an offense to kind of figure mm-hmm. them out a little bit, and it, it would be a close game, and that's what ended up happening. So, um, you have any other thoughts on this one? I mean, um, well, I don't take too much stock in Thursday night games. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's a short week because most teams are playing that Sunday before. So on Monday, you're already basically usually going through. Usually, a Monday's an off day. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure what the team schedules are like, but after playing Sunday, you have to think that they they still have that off day Monday, and then they're just pr- they're doing <laughs> Tuesday practice, Wednesday walkthrough. Yeah. And Thursday they're playing. So. It really does hurt you, but I mean, both teams have to deal with it. So, you know, typically I'd like to think that the home team on a short week, the home team should have an advantage because there's no travel. Yeah, exactly. You just have to travel home, and that's it. But or I mean, if, if, unless you're well, already home, yeah, unless you're well, already home. 
that's something to look at and I'd love to know the stats on yeah we'll have to look into that um but yeah I think Philly you know Philly gets to two and two they uh kind of right the ship a little bit this is a big win for them they, yeah they, they, got need, their, they needed this win they got their run game going which was big for them I think that was my key takeaway was they finally got that run game going yeah and Jordan Howard just <laughs> Vultures. Vultures, three touchdowns. I think Miles Sanders is the better running back, and he plays between the 20s, and then they put Jordan Howard out there for the red zone. He ends up getting three touchdowns. So, um, But good win for the Eagles, tough loss for the Packers. They go to 3-1. And, one. and uh, again, that NFC North is going to be tight going forward. Uh, you know, Detroit looks like they might be an Real. actual, an actual yeah. contender. But, again, changes from week to week, so we'll see. Um, the next game here was the Titans. Titans. They went to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Again, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know what's happening on a, on, on a week-to-week basis because now Mariota comes out and he's just <laughs> – like, what did he do the first three weeks – and now he comes out on the road against Atlanta, who's, you know, they've got some some issues of their own, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a typical Titans game. They got out to a lead, which was huge for them. That's the thing. Mariota's a different quarterback when he's out in yeah. front. Then you can start running some play action and things like that. I mean, they ran the ball 27 times with Derrick Henry for 100 yards. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, that's not... As far as Atlanta's defense, that's not, you know, 3.7 yards a carry. No, that's not. You'll take that. For Henry, it's not bad because he gets 3.7 yards just falling forward. Um, but, yeah, Mariota, 227, three touchdowns. He looked like the quarterback that they've always wanted him to be, and he has spurts like that. Yeah. Um, well, when they can run the ball, it opens up the play-action pass for them, which he definitely excels at. It's when he has to lead you back when you're down that yeah. he struggles yeah which a lot of quarterbacks seem to have that issue but uh, I think a big takeaway for, for me here is the uh, the fact that Atlanta just can't run the ball Devontae Freeman got paid big money <laughs> to do and, nothing and, yeah and he's just been pretty much non-existent um, Matt Ryan throws for almost 400 but no touchdowns and you know there's not there's not really much you can say they have so many weapons Julio Jones makes has four catches for 52 yards. I don't know how you're Matt Ryan and you're targeting Austin Hooper over like Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean it. It does depend on the game plan, but it's Julio Jones. Yeah. Uh, for him to only have seven targets in a game. Sometimes you have to force the ball. Yeah, and let him make a play. He's six four, and you know maybe the strongest receiver in the NFL. He'll go let, up and get it for you. Let him but. make a play. I mean, they're, they're, they were down 24-7 at halftime. They pitched a shutout in the second half, but just couldn't put up any points. And this is how it's been for the last couple of years. So I'm curious what's actually happening because, to be I, honest, I thought it was Sarkeesian, but the same stuff's happening now. So what is it, Quinn? Uh, what's going on? I think they just need to change the scenery. They might. Sometimes that's what it takes. Fire the coaching staff and... Start over. I think they still have a bad taste in their mouth from that Super Bowl a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. I think 
Dan Quinn is going to be the first guy gone. Uh, I'm hearing rumors on Twitter that it's going to be Jay Gruden next week after they lose to the Patriots. Okay. That's. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> so I it mean, might be uh, whatever game they're gonna, is they're first. Zero and five, <laughs> and they haven't even named a quarterback for Week Five yet. So uh, I mean, a, a I think it's going downhill. Haskins here. Yeah, I mean, uh, but I wouldn't want to play Haskins in his first career start against the Patriots. Defense. Well, that's he. He actually <laughs> came out and said that he's not going to sit Haskins just because they're going against the Patriots. Oh, that's so, a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, historically, <laughs> rookie quarterbacks against the Patriots, especially this Patriots defense, have gotten their lunch handed to them. So, um, yeah, and this Patriots <laughs> defense is a whole other, uh, whole other beast here. Um, but yeah, not sure what to make of the Falcons, except that they just can't they just can't get it together for whatever reason. Um, next game here, this was a pretty exciting game. Uh, Browns beat the Ravens forty to twenty five in Baltimore. I'm surprised that uh, the game kind of went in this direction. We both had Baltimore. Oh no, you actually you had Cleveland. I actually Cleveland. had Cleveland plus seven. Um, so that was a good call by you, but... Well, I mean, the key was getting Chubb established. It was... Nick Chubb won this game for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that OBJ was going to have... Two catches two for ca- 20 yards? Yeah, then I'd be like, all right, so the Browns didn't score. <laughs> um, but that that wasn't the case. Nick Chubb went off 20 carries for 165 and three touchdowns. And then their backup running back had a, had a touchdown as well. So four touchdowns on the ground. Jarvis Landry had a breakout game. Uh, OBJ did nothing. But hey, I mean, you know that he OBJ he I can't see him being content with this. No, um, I'd be worried if I was Cleveland here. Yeah, and then he gets into the fight with um, yes. Mar- Marlon Humphrey. Something about getting choked out. Yeah, getting choked or whatever, and then he kind of jokes about it afterwards, saying that he was just upset that he lost an earring. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I I could they're two and two, which which does squash some. You know, they're tied for first right now with the Ravens. So yeah, t- I guess it takes a little bit of pressure off them that they got a big division win. But I mean, he was targeted seven times, but only caught two balls. Yeah. And Jarvis Landry was targeted 10, caught 8 for 167, so... But he went out with another concussion, yeah, so... Yeah, he's another guy, concussion, so... I mean, I'm I'm going to wait still on, on this whole Cleveland thing. Um, I still think that they're going to finish... I think I had them going 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. I still think that's what's going to happen uh, until I see more. Because to me, I'm not really sure what happened with the Ravens here. Their defense could not stop the run, and that became the issue. There was a lot of blown coverages. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones was open for, what, like a 60-yard oh, touchdown? Yeah, I, I, you know, we were watching the games, and uh, so I, I didn't even know that he was on the Browns. <laughs> um, but Mayfield got Njoku killed, so they had to start him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was one throw where he was just... No one was... Within 20 yards, and he got caught from behind. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, good win for the Browns. You know, with the Steelers winning, you know, now that becomes a little, a little interesting. The Ravens had a chance to get out to a two-game lead in the division, and now they're sitting there tied with the Browns. 
So yeah, I, I still have to watch the Steelers. I mean, I don't think they're going to do much. But. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, I just don't think that they have the Bengals are the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> now I'm convinced that they might be the worst if, team in football. They're competing for that spot and because they at least have a starting quarterback. So I don't understand what. The offensive line is atrocious. Well, when you have Bobby Hart starting at right tackle. Yeah. The Giants tried that experiment. It didn't work very well. Um, but yeah, good win for the Browns. 2-2 two and two for them. 2-2 two and two for the Ravens. So they'll try to bounce back next week. But um, next game here. This was actually a pretty good game. Patriots went to Buffalo. This is an old school defensive battle. Yep. 16-10. to 10, Patriots came out on top. Uh, big injury in this one. Josh Allen got... Um, yeah, a little bit of a dirty it, hit there. Knocked out cold. He um, was a runner, though, so it's a little different than... Yeah, the thing is is that he was being taken to the yeah. ground, and the, and the guy kind of came in late. I don't even know if there was a flag on that. Play. I don't, I don't, think, there, I don't no. think there was, because the, the, the Bills coach was pretty upset, uh, Sean McDermott. But, um, I mean, Tom Brady struggled. This was, yeah. just, this was just a tough game, but the fact the Patriots still won with Tom Brady mm-hmm. throwing 18 of 39 for 150 and a pick, they still won the game. It's so, just, they can rely on that defense. That's just scary. Yeah. But and, I'd be worried if I was Patriots fans that they really don't have a playmaker on that team. They don't. You'd like to think that it would be Josh Gordon at some point, but uh, he's, you know, he's not the same player that he was what, in 2014? When, when he, he had that Browns insane season yeah. when he came back. And he only played 12 games That uh, since then. I mean, he's not the same guy. And Edelman's been playing with some up. injuries. Uh, so, you know, the, but the fact the Patriots still win the game, that's what good teams do. That's what great teams do. They win the tough games when the, not everything's going for them. I mean, they forced four picks. Yeah, three by Josh Allen, one by Barkley. What? Frank Gore went <laughs> 17 carries, 109 yards. What's, what's up with him? Uh, test him for steroids and I hate Frank Gore so much <laughs> I start him every week in fantasy and I hate that I have to do it yeah well I mean that's not, he's not a bad uh, at, at this point I mean he's getting all the carries Not there wasn't another <laughs> running back that had a carry besides him so uh, but this was a good showing for the Bills I think this kind of as a Bills fan even though they lost I'd feel good about it you can't they, be that upset no they played great defense uh, they didn't really move the ball. Uh, well, actually, they... They moved the ball. They, they, they actually were score. able to move the ball. They had, uh, what, over 400 yards of offense. Um, but the Patriots just made the plays when they needed to. As you can see, they had four picks. I think they even had one in the end zone or two in the end zone uh, with Barkley at the end there. But, yeah, I mean, good win for the Patriots. Good showing by the Bills. So, kind of, I think both teams can come away feeling... Pretty good about it. I think the Bills now can look at themselves and say... We're a legit wild card contender. Yeah, which, you know, they, just no took, one... they, they took the Patriots down to the wire and they come away saying, yeah, we'll be a, we'll be competing for the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of the better games. Uh, kind of exciting to watch. Next game was probably the most exciting. Came down to yeah, I was the very last play pretty much. Chiefs end up coming out on top 34-30 over the Lions. Lions had a chance to close it out. Couldn't do it. Uh, Mahomes had that big scramble towards the end of the game. Yeah, in a fourth and eight, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Chiefs just kind of do what they do. They 
They take they're care not of really, Yeah, they're not really going to play great defense. They'll give up some points, but the offense can pick them up. I know, and if I was a Lions fan, if I told you before the game that I'm going to hold Patrick Mahomes to zero touchdowns, you're like, oh, we win that game 42 nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Mahomes threw for 315, but... Didn't think, have a touchdown. I think he, he had one game last year where he didn't throw a touchdown, and, and this is the first one this year. So, I mean, he still slung it around and had a good game. He had 54 yards rushing, too. But, uh, I mean, just this was this was the most exciting game. It came down to a lot of fumbles. Yeah, uh, it got ugly at one point. I think it was five or six fumbles in this game. And this is a game in a dome, no weather. I'm looking at the <laughs> drive the, chart. The drive chart here, and there were uh, in the third quarter there were f- six, seven, there were eight drives, and five of them ended with a fumble. At one point, there were four straight Chiefs, Lions, Chiefs, Lions that there was a fumble <laughs> on each drive, and yeah, it got pretty ugly. But, yeah, we were watching this game, and it was just, like, unbelievable (laughs) what was happening because we both had the Chiefs minus seven. And once once they kind of weathered the storm from the beginning of the game, they went in 13-13 at halftime. I I wasn't concerned about it. I thought the Chiefs were going to come out and kind of start to take over the game but the but the Lions hung in there so so credit to them yeah they needed a Mahomes fourth quarter comeback uh Stafford actually played really well yes he did three touchdowns carry on Johnson 125 rushing yards so that's what you want from carry on yeah they I mean almost it looks like they finally settled on a running back they cut CJ Anderson finally okay um almost 500 yards of offense yeah it was a good game for them I just look at it like Patricia finally got away from the Patriots' idea of, oh, we have to have four running backs fucking touch the ball every game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's frustrating to see that. Um, you know, we saw that in Philly. We see it a little bit in Chicago, not as much. Um, but I think that's just because they don't have a back yet. No yeah. one's emerged. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Uh, but, you know, just, I mean, we've talked about it, just kind of removes the the pot- potential for a running back to get in a rhythm when you're just constantly changing them in and out because you see you see some running backs so they get going and then it's like all right mm-hmm. you know they're picking up five six yards a chunk because they're just they're feeling it i think coaches underestimate that running backs actually need a flow in yeah. the game yeah i agree um you know, carry, I, I don't know how many carries is his is his career high but i, I bet that this is up there 26 carries uh, finally gave him the rock and it paid off. So, but this was this was an exciting game. There was a little bit of controversy in this one, although I don't see how it's controversial. I don't. I don't either. Uh, for those of you that watched the game, you saw the Kenny Galladay uh, catch, no catch in, in the, the end in the zone, back of the end zone there. Uh, to me, it was a no-brainer. But the announcers mm-hmm. were kind of driving us crazy because they're saying that it should be a catch. Meanwhile, he's laying on the boundary as the he catches the ball at his chest, and then by the time he's on the ground getting tackled, well, getting pushed out, the ball's down by his thigh. And he's and it's still <laughs> as he's laying on his back, the ball's still moving. He he still hadn't secured it at that point. And once he touches out of bounds, if he hasn't secured the ball, it's over. The play's over. It's done because you can't lay on the out of bounds line 
and trying to trying to control the ball. You're 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 a dead you're a dead player at that point. You can't do anything. And the announcers were trying to explain how it was a catch and how the rules are so convoluted nobody knows and it's like yeah but that that wasn't one of those times that wasn't one of those times the nfl has a lot of crappy rules but that was not one of them no if and we talk if he's laying in bounds and that happens then go ahead yeah that's that's a catch catch. but the fact that he was laying out of bounds that's where the problem is so um that was a little bit of a controversy i think what happened is they had to settle for a field goal on that drive i'm not sure yes but that was kind of the big, you know... That was a swing play. That was and a swing the, play. The fumble, I think the Lions fumbled at the one. And the uh, Chiefs yeah. picked it up because they didn't blow the whistle. Yeah. Which was their correct call. He fumbled it. But they finally let the play run out. And it was big in this game because it lets the Chiefs come back. I think that was in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was a huge play. That was a, a 14 point swing right there. And it was the right call. Like you yeah. said, they didn't blow the whistle. They let it play. It ends up being the right call. Clearly, a league memo that went out that no yeah. more blowing the whistle early. Yeah, we saw that a lot this week. Even on plays that were obvious, uh, they let it play out just in case, which, you know, I'd rather extends have the game. Error, yeah, you'd rather have it right. You know? Error that way than the other way. Yeah, you'd rather, yeah. If uh, if it takes a touchdown off the board when it should have been a touchdown, that's where the frustration comes in. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a very exciting game. Uh, another kind of head scratcher here was the Panthers beating the Texans in Houston 16-10. to uh, Texans cannot just block. I, yeah. I don't know who their offensive line coach is, but... I just, I don't understand, like... <laughs> Uh, you know, the Texans have these weapons. I know Stills got hurt. You know, he ended up pulling a hammy. But... So, Will Fuller. Will Fuller's been healthy all season. Yeah, for <laughs> once. He's been healthy for, like, four games in a row. And it's, uh, you know, with the Kyle Allen show right now, he's... You know, he didn't throw for any touchdowns, but he's still... He's been a, a good, good game completion. manager. Yeah, he got a good completion percentage. Christian McCaffrey did his thing. 10 catches, 86 yards, 27 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. So he does his thing. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, 160 <laughs> passing yards, it's kind of mind-boggling. You know, you have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Duke Johnson, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Carlos Hyde did a pretty good job running the ball. I don't really know what the problem is. I think it's the O-line. He's... I think they gave up how many sacks? Six, I think it was, again. Um, could take a look at it. The uh, yeah, I think sacks they allowed. They allowed six sacks. Yeah, so every week he's getting sacked six times. Yeah. Uh, and that just changes the whole drive. The te- that, it, it's, frust- <laughs> it's frustrating. I, I'm not a Texans fan, but you have an opportunity to take the division, and you're just... You and you just come out at home and play crappy football, and you've already mortgaged your future. Yeah, what they got? <laughs> they traded uh, two first-round picks for Tunzel and a second. Yeah, and <laughs> and for and Kenny Sills, who who looked good, he looked good, but if anything, he's been he's, the most explosive player on the yeah Texans, which is sad. He's been a good complement for for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And, uh, you know, Will Fuller's kind of just that deep guy. But Kenny Stills can kind of do both. So, uh, but now he's hurt, so we'll see what happens with that. 
All I know is if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm saying, oh, Cam, take as much time as you want. Exactly. It says uh, right <laughs> Go away. at the bottom of the box score, it says Panthers have three wins in their last 12 games. So they're three and nine in their last 12 games, and all and and their all their wins have come with Kyle <laughs> Allen starting. So, you know, maybe that's what they're going to do from now on. Just tell them, hey, manage the game because our defense can, can handle it. To be honest, I don't, I don't think their defense is off the charts good. I think it's Keekly when he's healthy. He lets them do whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. Because he can cover the tight end, cover the running back out of the backfield. Yeah, uh, that's that seems to be the case. But, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure. A lot of these games, I'm not sure if the team that won is good or the team that lost is just bad. Like, uh, it's, it's hard to decipher this. Because There's so I, many two and two teams. Yeah, I mean, well, the spread for this game was uh, uh, Houston... Minus four. Minus four, which I thought was fair. I thought, you know, 24-17, 24-14 type game. And... They put up one touchdown. Yeah, which is it's just, like I said, it's kind of a head-scratcher, but... Uh, both teams go to two and two. There's just that's the theme. There's just a lot of two and two teams right now, and uh, the next game as well. The Raiders go to Indianapolis and beat the Colts, 31-24. I was worried about this game. I said it last week that I picked the Colts just because I've been riding the Colts all season, but the T.Y. Hilton injuries definitely impacts the Colts' offense moving the ball. You can see it yeah, all and they, game. And they still, you know, Brissett still had a good game. He had 265 and three touchdowns. But I know one of them was a garbage time touchdown to Ebron. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was a, I, I don't know where Ebron was for the entire <laughs> game. Yeah, I thought that this was, you know, we both thought that this was going to be a big game for him with Hilton out. Uh, but that didn't, that didn't happen uh, or come to fruition. And they couldn't really run the ball, which was kind of surprising to me. Uh, Marlon Mack at one point had negative seven rushing yards through the first quarter. And uh, so they, they just couldn't... They, they put up 24, but they just couldn't get into a rhythm, it seemed like. Uh, and, and I don't they, think there's much to take from this game. I mean, the, the big story for me, I mean, the Raiders uh, go to 2-2, two and two, so they're actually a little bit better than I thought they were going to be at this point. But, uh, you know, the Vontez Perfect hit on Jack Doyle. Yeah, he actually flew back from London. He was in London with the team, and now he flew back yeah, he's, to appeal the suspension. Yeah, well, he's, uh, I, I have a feeling that he's not going to win that appeal based on his history. I think it might get reduced, but... It could. It could even be. then, even if it's eight games, it's still the season, basically. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, he'll probably come back and do it again. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he's the type of guy where... If you, if you see the hits, there's just no there's no technique involved. Besides, I'm just gonna put my head right where his head is and and try to try to hurt this person. And the thing was, Doyle's falling to the ground. This was clearly a dirty yeah, hit. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing as the Josh Allen thing. Like he's wrapped up. He's he's being taken to the ground, and then no, somebody... no, Allen was. Yeah, did you see the play? What? No, Doyle was. Uh, Doyle was on the ground catching the ball. And he already caught the ball. He fell to the ground, and then Burfitt came in. And okay. So a little, bit, was on a little bit worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. definitely. Okay, so. That's why they ejected him right away. Yeah, and somehow Doyle was able to <laughs> stay in the game. I don't know how. Uh, I, I don't know how either, but, I mean, he's been a repeat offender. 
He's been suspended every year since 2016 for various things. I mean, they showed a video today of him. He tackled Cam Newton, and they're laying on the mm-hmm. ground, and he and he's twisting his ankle, looking, trying. like trying to break his ankle as they're laying on the ground. And um, there's just really no there's no place for that. You're trying to intentionally hurt somebody, and yeah, uh, we just we just brought it up, and and I'm taking a look at it now. That's. Yeah, it's a lot bad. different of a and, hit than Josh And Burfick doesn't even... Look, Burfick doesn't even, like, try to change his tra- no. trajectory. He it, it's he does it on purpose. He's definitely launching at his head. He did it to, to Antonio Brown on purpose. He did it to Doyle on purpose. I mean, he's looking at the ground yeah. as he's making the tackle. And I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten hurt <laughs> at this point. Because if that's how you... Ta- like, that's, that's, the, that's a recipe for breaking your neck, pretty much. And uh, that's it's it's tough to watch. That's that was uh, up until this point. What is that? The third person that's that was just removed uh, that took a hit, hit to the head like that, and they had to come out of the game. You know, like we said, Jarvis Landry, Josh Allen, Jack Doyle. They were they were just Peters, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah Marcus Peters, just a bunch of them. And uh, but this was a good win for the Raiders. Um, Keeps them alive. Yeah, it does keep them alive. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are, you know, they're chasing the Chiefs, but... And they got the Chargers in that division, so... You know, the, yeah. the AFC... Well, that's the thing. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, there's there's a few teams. You know, the Bills are 3-1. and one, The uh, Patriots, obviously. The Patriots. Um, I the, think the, even the, char- the Chargers are 2-2. Two and two. So, you know, <laughs> you just... You just never really know with the NFL. And, and speaking of the Chargers, we'll move on to the next one here. The Chargers went to Miami. They won 30-10. to 10. Uh, like we said, the Chargers go to two and two. Dolphins are zero and four. I don't think they've scored more than ten points. Yeah, uh, there's not much to be said about this game. No, Chargers just took care of business. No, I think the. Uh, I think you're looking at an zero and sixteen season. I, I don't yeah, see. I think so too. I think so too. Um, they maybe was, they play the Redskins. So that'll be honestly, interesting. I mean, the, the I I think the Redskins are better, but. You, you, you never, never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, you know there were Melvin Gordon has resigned. He's with the team now. Melvin Gordon is uh, yeah. He, he did he dress for this game? Or? He did dress, but he didn't take any snaps. Okay. They said they were only going to use him in an emergency. So they ended up not using him. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Melvin Ingram had to leave with an injury. So that's just that's another kind of injury a, for the Chargers defense. I don't know how yeah. many more they can survive. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, you know they haven't even played the Chiefs yet. They played them twice still over the next twelve mm-hmm. games. So it's it's going to be tough sledding for them. They're off to a two and two start. Uh, I I figured that they would, you know, be a little bit better at this point, but uh, you know it just hasn't happened that way. So. Phillip Rivers is still doing his thing. He had a good game, and Eckler with another two touchdowns, I think. He had, yeah, so. uh, one receiving, one running. Yeah, so he's doing it all right now. Um, they just got to kind of put it all together at the same time. But next game here, spend a little bit of time on this. Giants beat the Redskins 24-3. to uh, This was, uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that the Redskins weren't able to do anything offensively. <laughs> I know they missed how many wide open touchdowns. There were two in the first <laughs> half that the guy was just wide open running down coverage. the middle of the field and nobody around him, maybe within five ten yards. But Case Keenum misses him by seven yards, and then he gets benched. 
What was it? Did you get benched in the second quarter? Yes, midway yeah. through the second. So, and then Hastings came in, managed to get them for field goal, and that was really it from the game. Offensively yeah. for them. Keenum, yeah, that was a tough, tough game for him. Missed some really wide open throws. Uh, four, four interceptions between the two of them. Haskins had three. <laughs> he threw three picks. Three and seventeen attempts. Yeah, so he's obviously not you know, ready to start. And that's what Jay Gruden said before the game. He said, "We'll start him when he's ready." And right now he's not ready, and that was obvious. I mean, they threw him in there because Case Keenum was just that bad. You know, I think honestly that I think they would have been better off sticking with Keenum because I think eventually he would have found a way to kind of get out of his funk. He's been around long enough where he's he's not going to be in that kind of funk the whole, the entire game. But he started off slow, and that, and that hurt him. So uh, Redskins just could not do anything offensively. I'm going to – 176 total yards against a Giants defense that was giving up 460 per game. <laughs> I know some papers on the back page, some of them were saying, oh, the defense gets it right. It's like, no, no I think the Redskins are that bad. Yeah, I no. I, that, I, don't, I don't think the Giants defense is any better now than I did – after week three. I actually think they're worse because the starting middle linebacker, their fifth-round yes. draft pick, Connolly, yep. is out for the season with the torn ACL. Yeah, and he had two picks. He had a pick in that game and, and then tears his ACL. So uh, that's going to be a, a, an issue going <laughs> forward. The, Especially in the 3-4 defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've been critical of that scheme for, uh, for the entire season so far. But... You know, Daniel Jones, he looked like he took a, took a little bit of a step back. Uh, he did throw two picks, but, hey, he did enough. He did to, enough to, to win the game. Win. And uh, Wayne Gallman showed up, had a good game, two touchdowns. I was impressed with Wayne Gallman. I will yeah. say that. And, I, you know, I always thought that he was, you know, he's a good backup. He's, he's a solid player. In college, he was a good running back. Clemson. And, yeah, Clemson, he was a good running back, I think. Was that they did win? He did win a national. Yes, I'm pretty sure he won a national championship. Um, but yeah, I mean the so hey, if this is how you're gonna play, uh, put up 24 points, you know we'll take it. I just don't think the defense is gonna have I'll hold them. To yeah, three they're points. not gonna have outings like this. I mean they play the Vikings coming up, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, they have their own issues too, but a good win for the Giants. They go to two and two, tied for second place in the division. And with the Cowboys' loss, hey, I yeah. mean, you, you just never know. You never. That's the that's the theme over the first four <laughs> weeks. You just never know because I literally don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't know. But uh, the next game here, Seahawks Cardinals. Not much t- for us to take away from, uh, unless you have something. No. Twenty-seven um, ten was the final. Seahawks go to three and one, so they're actually tied with the Rams for the lead in the division. Oh no. Uh, the 49ers are actually undefeated. Yeah. They didn't play this week, but uh, so the th- you have a three and O team and two three and one teams. That's going to be a nice uh, division to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really just don't have anything to take away. I mean, Seattle took care of business, but I still really don't know what they are. I don't. I don't know what they are defensively. You know what they are offensively. They want to run the football. They want to run play action, give Russell Wilson time, because when he has time, even when he gets outside the pocket, he makes plays. Uh, but defensively, I'm, I am i don't really know what to make of them yet. And now Clowney finally showed up, had a pick six. Yep, yeah. 
Yeah, that was really. You no, know, I, I actually I forgot that he was on the Seahawks <laughs> until they showed that thing. They showed that replay because, um, you know, defensively they haven't they haven't been you know the same no. type of team, and you wouldn't expect that because there's been a lot of turnover, but they still have some players on that defense. So, uh, Larry Fitzgerald did move into second place all time on the receptions list. Um, he's got a ways to go to get to Jerry Rice. Yeah, I'll but say it. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, he's not <laughs> slowing down, so, uh, you know, who knows how long he can play. I think play. it's just a matter of how long he... But he wants to stay with the Cardinals. Yeah, and... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sure that he's going to want to get at least a little bit of money. So, hey, maybe maybe not. <laughs> maybe he just he enjoys being there. Um, but, yeah, the Cardinals have their issues right now. So, uh, on to the next one here. This was another one. Buccaneers just I don't know go to I, town on the Rams 55-40 is the final in LA what what happened with the Rams defense I wish I could tell you I I don't I think this is one of those games where you just throw it away you don't even think yeah. about it the rest of the season that ha- that happens the Rams sometimes. just didn't show up yeah. Sean, you think Sean McVay <laughs> just said we're not even going to watch this we're just going to yeah you move just, on to Seattle because Maybe it's going to be a big at, game. Yeah. It's going to be a big game. Two, three, and one teams. It's in Seattle, uh, so that's that's always a tough place to play. Jared Goff threw it sixty-eight times. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a quarterback throw it <laughs> that many times? Uh, probably a Texas Tech game or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some Big Twelve game where they don't play any defense. <laughs> but uh, you know, he threw three picks. He just hasn't looked. You know the numbers. 517, you know, he had two touchdowns, but he threw three picks, and I think all three of them turned into touchdowns for the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers capitalized on every mistake Goff made. Uh, Shaq Barrett was definitely owning Andre Whitworth. Yeah, let's take a look at, uh, we got the stats pulled up here. Both Chris Godwin went off for the Bucs. Mike Evans was quiet, though. Mike Evans, I know yeah, he had, he had one that big one big touchdown, catch, yeah. but... Besides that, you take that catch out, and he's like three catches, 30 yards. Yeah. Um, he said Shaq Barrett. So he had a sack, but he was he, he was, was in, he was in their face all day long. So um, The Rams definitely have issues on the offensive line. Yeah. I was noticing it. Um, their center, Brian Allen, was not making the right calls on who was the Mike linebacker and where to slide the protection because... Vita Vea was coming basically free every other play. He's he's uh, Brian. He's a rookie, right? Is he a rookie or a second year player? Um, I think he's a second year player yeah, from think, Michigan State. I think he's a second year player. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, there's there was some controversy, you know, over the last couple of days because apparently McVay wants to use Gurley, but the front office. Mm. Is saying I didn't know don't, about this. Yeah, I, I I saw something the other day. I, I I don't know how much stock to put in it, but you know Todd Gurley, they throw it 68 times. He only run it 11. <laughs> uh, and again, I can't remember the last time I saw a game with that big of a disparity between pass and run. In an NFL game, though. Yeah, and even with the way the mm-hmm. NFL is now, you never you don't see this. And I think the fact that they're not using Gurley has hurt golf. Uh, oh yeah, you know I heard the offense as a whole. Even though they put up forty points, I mean, they they, uh, you know, at uh, 
you know, it was, it was uh, 28-17 at halftime. So they came out second half. They had to start throwing the ball. And the fourth quarter, there were 44 points in the fourth quarter alone. That almost hit the over alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what the over-under was. I think it was like 50 maybe. But put up 44 in the fourth quarter uh, is just crazy. So, and then obviously, you know, we had the, the injury with Peters just getting uh, – that was that actually like I actually felt pain uh, watching him get hit like that. Well, it looks like he's gonna miss this next game too. Yeah, and I mean you could tell he immediately. He was out cold, and his teammates were just. They just picked him up and like <laughs> tried to carry him off to make it look like he's okay. And then as soon as he got to the sideline, he said, "Yeah, I need to go to the locker room," and they took him to the locker room. So. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think this is one of those games you just kind of throw it out. You know, the Rams giving up 55 points with that defense to that team. I mean, they have some – the Bucks have some weapons, but yeah, not they're, not, they're not putting up 55 points uh, on anybody. So, on to the next one here. The Bears get a nice win against the Vikings, nice division win. Uh, again, I mean, just a low-scoring game. 16-6 to was the final. The Bears' offense and the Vikings' offense just looks yeah. Disjointed. I mean, the big takeaway is the Trubisky injury. How's it going to impact the Bears here going down the next couple yeah, of weeks? Yeah, I mean, they said it was a partially torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, so it could be a, it could have been a lot worse. But you know, I've I've actually had that exact injury just with a full mm-hmm. tear, and it's not. Uh, it's not comfortable. It's not something that you can really mess around with because, you know, depending on how bad it is, you have no range of motion. And it is his non-throwing shoulder. So if they, you know, I guess if he had to play, he could. I, he's going to be, he's gonna be in a lot of pain. He's, he'd be in a lot of pain. Uh, if it was his throwing shoulder, obviously, he'd probably be done for the year. But the fact that it wasn't kind of... Is, is the only positive that you can take away from it. Um, it does say here Adam Thielen had only six receiving yards. Again, how you not get how do you not get these guys a ball? And Chicago's defense the last two games has looked amazing. The best defense in, in the league probably. Monsters of Midway. Yeah. And uh, you know, I get that I get that, but you gotta find out you got Diggs, you have Cook, you have yeah uh, Thielen Rudolph, you have weapons. And they just can't... Cousins isn't taking any chances. No. It's sad. And I, I don't know if it's the the coaching staff doesn't trust him or they're just not... He, or he's just not... He just wants to check it down. not Look, good. 27 for 36. Wow, my completion percentage is really high. Yeah. Yeah, 75% <laughs> completion percentage. Only throws for 233. And why not take some goddamn chances and... Yeah. I mean, they couldn't run the ball, so that obviously has something to do with it. But when Adam Thielen only has two catches for six yards, uh, that's yeah. that's not that's not good. Sometimes you got to force the ball to receivers and let them make a play. Yeah, Cousins fumbled twice. I mean, it just seems to happen every big every big game. You can Anytime just they're driving. Just write in that he's gonna have <laughs> he's gonna have at least one fumble lost in the game because he has no no awareness. You know that's kind of been the, the thing for him is it's almost he does like not feel uh, any pressure. It, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Eli, just 
He's kind of, he's just very unaware in the pocket where the pressure's coming from. And it ends up uh, costing them the game most of the time. But uh, yeah, so the Bears go to three and one, tied with the Packers at uh, three and one, and the Lions right there at two, one and one. So again, nice division to watch going forward. Quarter point, everybody at 500 or better. Uh, let's finish up the last few games here. Jaguars beat the Broncos in Denver 26-24. to Leonard Fournette, Fournette just uh, dominated off in this one. Two, 225 rushing yards. Finally broke out. This was like a college game for Fournette. Yeah, he this had a huge game. This is what he used game. to do at LSU. Huge game. Uh, but again, who, uh, who leads them down the field to, to put them in uh-huh. position to win the game? Dirt Diggler himself, Gardner Mitchell. <laughs> you put a, you, I saw you you put out a tweet about the, about him. Yeah, he's which got one that. which one are we getting today? Yeah, he's got that thirteen inch dick right now. Dirt Diggler. <laughs> That's a boogie nice reference. Um, but yeah, Denver goes down, scores a touchdown to take the lead. Uh, they only have a minute thirty two left, and he brings him right, marches him right down the field. Gets him into field goal range for a 33-yarder. I'll have to admit, I was really impressed with his pocket presence, his mobility in the pocket. He, he avoided a bunch of sacks. That one touchdown <laughs> that he threw was just uh, off the charts. That oh, Everyone looked at each other and said, wow. He made like three or four guys miss. In the pocket. And Keeping like, his I eyes down the field. That he was that athletic. <laughs> I mean, he, he's an athletic guy, but... I didn't know he could move like that. That was some Barry Sanders type stuff in the pocket there. But uh, yeah, uh, Ramsey doesn't play. He's got a back injury. His wife has a back injury <laughs> from giving birth to the child. Do he's definitely not uh, getting traded now some, because you know whatever whatever reason you want to make up for him not playing is ba- like you could basically make an <laughs> argument for it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see going forward. You know, it could go one of two ways. They're two and two. The division's wide open. Let's go for it. I don't Do you know want to be part of this? Because <laughs> we can make a run. Okay. If you don't, all right. Hey, they've won back-to-back games. You know, he didn't play this week. He didn't play last. Week, but I did play last week. The defense definitely suffered because the Broncos finally broke 20 points. Yeah, and Flacco threw <laughs> for over 300 yards, which never happens. But. Yeah, I mean, so the, the defense struggled a little bit, but at the end of the day, they got the win. So it's kind of like, you know, there's a little push and shove going on here where both both sides have some ammunition to say, oh, yeah, you need me. Or hey, we, we might not need, you know, something along those lines. And they'll probably get a nice return for him if they do decide to trade him. I don't see it happening. I don't know if you do. I know, but... I know we can cancel the uh, Bengals season, uh, Broncos season. Well, the Bengals, too. Yeah, Broncos are 0 4, right? Yep. Yeah, they uh yep, see you later. So they're done. Um and the Jaguars go to two and two, so they're tied with who? The Colts and well, the Colts the Colts are two and two, correct? Colts are two and two. And the, the Texans, Texans are, are two, two and two. two. So I mean that's another the South and the Titans are two and two too. Yeah, so uh, that's a typical AFC South. Yeah, the the division winner is <laughs> going to be either eight and eight or nine and seven. Nine and seven. So every year. Yeah, so uh, again another uh, division where everyone's five hundred or better. I mean everyone's five hundred, but it's kind of in a different different way where no one's looked really that great. Um, all right, so the next game. The Sunday night game. The Saints 
And the Cowboys, Cowboys in this was in New Orleans. In New Orleans. So this was a huge win for the Saints. Yeah, uh, that's why I picked the Saints. I think in New Orleans, it lets Bridgewater just manage the game. You know, the crowd's going to be super loud into it. The Saints defense is obviously legit. Yeah. I think we all know that. And the Cowboys finally played someone. And their offense did not look good. No. And, that, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. been saying, oh, Prescott, give him whatever he wants. Yeah, well. This is the first maybe. defense he's played. And, and he, he threw for 223 and a, and a pick. So, and Elliott didn't do anything either. I think this was the lowest uh, rushing total that he's had with this amount of carries uh, in his career. So, the Saints defense just came to play. It seems like they're kind of rallying around Bridgewater right now. Which is nice to see because... He's doing enough to just manage the game. Doesn't yeah. need to do too much. He only threw... Uh, well, he was 23-30 for 193 in a pick. Um, but, yeah, like like we said, he did enough. He get, he got Michael Thomas the ball. Which we wanted to see. We yeah. definitely wanted to see that at this yeah. game. And, uh, you know, the defense just, just came to play. They only had one sack, but uh, they just kind of shut him They just shut him yeah. down. Eleven three outs for the Cowboys to go to go to New Orleans and lose without giving up a touchdown defensively. That's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. So you know, as Giants fans, I I, I kind of was thinking, you know, I kind of want the Saints to win because oh no no I was saying I was saying I kind of want the Cowboys to win because I don't see the Giants winning the division. I'd rather have it muddled for the wild card. Because I think that's where they're going to end up when it's all said and done. But after seeing the Cowboys lose, like, all right, maybe, you know. I just want the Giants to be alive week 10. That's all I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I think there will be hope week 10. To be honest, 10. I, I think there will be. I think that, uh, you know, they're going to, I don't know. Daniel Jones <laughs> looks, he just looks good right now. And I, I know he, he did throw two picks in the last game. But. Yeah, but you're going to have those rookie mistakes. He's going to have those. It's going to come down to the defense. That's what it's going to come down to. And if that's what it comes <laughs> down to, that's a problem. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, hey, you never know. I mean, we'll our, our, our buddy our buddy Jerry, he's, uh, he's, a very, he's on the very optimistic side. And uh, he's he's buying all the Jones stock. He is. He is. And hey, uh, you can't say that he's wrong. No. I mean, he's two and zero. As far as the defensive stuff, I'm not sold. So you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, two and two. Uh, Giants two and two. Eagles two and two. Cowboys three and one. It's gonna. You know, that's like you said. All you can ask for is uh, a chance. You know, uh, uh, you know, so, to, for them to be in the ring uh, week ten or later. So um, we'll, we'll watch that going forward. But the last game was the Monday night game. Uh, Pittsburgh takes it to uh, the Bengals in, in Pittsburgh, twenty-seven to three. I can tell you, I didn't watch a second of this game. I did not care at all. Uh, you know, I wish I could say the same, but I actually ended up watching the whole thing. And it's uh, the Bengals are just bad. They're just bad. They had a couple close games. I don't know what happened here. The Bengals can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They can't block. Yeah, and they can't <laughs> play defense. Uh, I don't know. You know, Mason Rudolph actually ended up having a nice game, but it wasn't one of the. At one point, he, he was like, he was like eight for nine. And his average completion 
was negative yards <laughs> because he was just dumping it behind the line of scrimmage. To Connor and just... I think he was 8 he was eight and 9 for like 70-something yards, but his completion... Yards in the yards, air. Yards in the air was negative 1. <laughs> so that just, goes, that just shows you, you know, as far as the Steelers being alive in the division, they are technically alive in the division, but... I don't, I, I don't. I I don't think they're very good. Uh, the defense played out of its mind. But do you attribute that to the to them having a good defense or the Bengals just having a I think really it was just crappy offense? Watt versus who? Yeah, Bobby Hart. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> Watt was just constantly just running right by him. Dalton had no shot. No, it was. You know, I I I'd like to think that Dalton could have played better, but. You know, he he really had no chance in this game. They had eight sacks. I don't know. So you you'll never win a game like that. No, um, but yeah, Bengals go to zero and four. Pittsburgh goes to one and three. They get a big win, and uh, you know, hey, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, are the Ravens and Browns, you know, as good as advertised? We don't know. So. Uh, definitely better than the Steelers, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the for Bengals sure. for sure. Um, but when it gets into those division games, I mean, Pittsburgh. Hasn't played either of them yet, so we'll get a better measure of where they are once that happens. Right. Uh, but let's move into uh, week five. Yeah, let's let's get going. The uh, first game, Thursday night game. This is a big game. This is actually a good game. This is Thursday. A, night. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out to, yeah. to be a good game. Last Thursday was a good game. I will give the NFL credit on that yeah. one yeah. after complaining. Yeah. Seems like the primetime games are just tough. They're just tough to watch. Monday night, I, you know, I'll mention this real quick, but Monday night, again, you have refs making calls, and then the, whatever they call them, the referee analyst in the booth comes in and says, yeah, that was the wrong, by, by, the, by the book, that was the wrong call. And they reviewed it, and they kept it with the original call, and it was wrong. What's the point? <laughs> oh, it just pisses me off. It just makes me mad. And... Uh, you know, it's just uh, the primetime games. It's maybe it's more obvious because we because it's it's the only game on. You're watching. Yeah, it. I'm watching it. You're forced to listen to the announcers every second. Yeah, which I don't even want which to get is into tough that enough on Monday night on ESPN. That's I. Uh, that's a bad crew. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the Thursday night game this week should be good. Right now, it's the Rams minus two and a half. It's in Seattle. Nah, other way. No, it's in Seattle. Yeah, but the line... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm doing it again. Um, that was the opening line. The line now is Seattle minus one and a half, so... It flipped quick after that did. crappy Rams performance. It did. So, I don't know. What are your initial thoughts? I think the Rams got caught looking ahead to this game, but... I don't know. That defense had such a poor performance, probably without Marcus Peters. I like... I... I like to think that, like you said, I think the Rams were just looking ahead. I think the Rams are the better team overall. I think they're I, the better I will team. agree with you on that. They have, you know, Russell Wilson's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the game, but the Rams have better weapons. Woods, Cup, who Cup looks like he's he's just playing out of his blanket. mind. Yeah, he's just playing out of his mind right now. And if he could hit him on a five yard <laughs> out every once in a while, his stats would be a lot better. But. uh yeah, I mean defensively they have the they have guys they have Aaron Donald and 
you know, I, I'm not sure how Marcus Peters is is gonna. I don't see him come back for so Thursday that, night so game maybe, after. You know, maybe that's why. Sunday night concussion. Yeah, maybe that's why. Uh, I don't know if he's officially ruled out yet, but yeah, I imagine. I don't see him playing. There's no way he's gonna clear protocol that quickly. Yeah. So, you know, they're gonna have some guys missing, but I I don't know. Just overall, I mean, Seattle at home is that is that. It's not what it used to be. No, no, it's not. Um, the fans want it to be, but Seattle does not care at home. They don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. It's just not the defense isn't the same. They're playing well, but I don't know. I don't know. I think, I'm leaning Rams here. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with it. You know, I'm. I'm. Uh, like I said, I think the Rams are the better team, but I trust Russell Wilson. More than golf, which more than golf. I agree with you. So I'm gonna go Seattle. It's a small number, at home. Two good coaches. <laughs> I uh, I'll go I'll go with the home team here. I'll go with the home team here. Seattle minus one and a half. Uh, On to the Sunday games. First one up here: Houston at home against Atlanta. Houston's minus four and a half. I have. Or, I'm sorry, minus five. Houston's minus five. Atlanta's uh, the underdog here, so. I don't know how to predict this game. I don't know. Both these teams suck. They do. Uh, they're both. They both have some serious <laughs> flaws. Offensive line issues, and uh, neither of them can can really run with any consistency. This is this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough. I would game. not put any money on this game. No, I wouldn't. But I'm going to go Atlanta here. I think Houston just for some reason they enjoy just playing close games. <laughs> they enjoy playing down or up to their opponent, whoever it is, and it ends up being you know a four, five, six point game. So I'll go with Atlanta on the road, taking the points. Taking the points plus five. Uh, what do you think? Um. Yeah, I think this is going to be. You know what? I'm going to go Houston. You gonna go Houston? I don't l- love it either way. It's just Atlanta's been so bad. I don't know. I think Julio Jones gonna have a big game. I, yeah. Houston's secondary has been pretty I, bad. Yeah, I could see that. I could also see DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, well, that's why I, th- I think Houston's offense is gonna break out a little bit here because Atlanta's defense is that bad. Yeah. So. I'd be watching on the chopping block for uh, Dan Quinn after this one. Um, I, I honestly, it could go either way. <laughs> if, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Bill O'Brien being on the hot seat. Yeah, he's, been, he's just been so mediocre. And same thing with Dan Quinn. Well, just medi- just mediocrity. I think Bill O'Brien has until at least the end of the season because he got the GM fired already. He's basically yeah. the pseudo GM. Yeah, that's true. So the GM, he, the intern GM, he put in place isn't gonna fire. When did that happen? Beginning of the season. Okay. Was... So maybe maybe they give him an off season uh, if he is the, if he is the GM. I don't know why does he deserve that <laughs> title though? Because it's the same thing with Adam Gase. How did Adam Gase yeah. win that battle when uh, he just got there with it, the Jets? It's a great question. Uh, these are two tough teams to watch. Um, don't because, put any money on this. No, course. no, you just never. You don't know, and they like, they have the potential. They just never seem to 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 get it. So, 
I'm not. I can't. I can't take Houston at minus five. I just. That's why I'm taking Atlanta plus five. I, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with that. So that's what I'm gonna do. So we're actually head to head on the first two here. So we might be in for an interesting week. But next game here, New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay division game. New Orleans minus three. Uh, Tampa Bay coming off 55 point output. Yeah, uh, that was an impressive victory. As much as I don't take stock of the Rams, you have to give Tampa Bay credit. Yeah. The thing is here is uh, I feel like New Orleans defense kind of almost has to play perfect for how they're tr- for how they're playing offensively right now because they're not letting Bridgewater really do much. And that that works. But you know, at some point is the defense going to let up? If the defense lets up a little bit, they, yeah. they're going to have a problem. Uh, you know, minus three at home, it's a small spread. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking New Orleans again. I, I mean, this trip for Tampa Bay is brutal. They flew from Tampa to LA. Now they got to fly back to New Orleans. Yeah. That's a lot of flying. It's a lot of flying. Uh, and you did show. Um, you showed a stat to me about which team, teams that have to travel the most. Oh yeah. But I'm not sure if it actually talked about the effect that it has no, it on a daily basis. So we'd have to look into that. I think. Um, so realistically, actually, they're probably not even flying directly to New Orleans. They're probably going back to Tampa. They probably do. Yeah. And now then they got to fly from Tampa go. to New Orleans, which probably isn't a far flight. No, it's still. not. It's not, but. Yeah, I think that they would come. They wouldn't go. I don't imagine they would go directly there because it's not that far uh, from where they would normally be. So, but I think uh, I like what the Saints' offense said last game. Just get the ball to your playmakers, Kamara, Thomas. I think that uh, yeah, I'm with you on New Orleans. New Orleans minus three. I think their defense against Jameis Winston. They're just going to confuse him, honestly. Yeah. And Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, That's just shut, he just shut down Amari Cooper. Uh, last night or two nights ago so um, yeah I, I'm, I'm leaning towards New Orleans with their defense uh, Jameis Winston is just too uh, turnover prone for, for my liking so I'll take New Orleans minus three at home as well uh, next game here Buffalo at Tennessee Tennessee's a minus three favorite this is uh, gonna. I feel like this is gonna be another one of those like sixteen ten. Well, the thing is, you don't know 13, what you're getting with six type games. Josh Allen here. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't know if we can't really put any stipulations on it. Um, you know, it is what it is right now. If he's not playing, I. Uh, I'm definitely gonna lean the Titans, and I don't know how you can go against. Yeah, I mean, even with him playing, you don't really know. But, I mean, minus three for Tennessee. They're just going to try to pound the ball. I don't think they'd be able to throw on this defense anyway. So it kind of plays into their, you know, how they want to go about it. It plays into both ways the teams want to play because Tennessee just wants to run the ball and Buffalo just wants to run the ball. Yeah, and Matt Barkley, if he does end up starting, that's... I hate to say it, but Mariota might be a better quarterback in this (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on Tennessee. Again, I I wouldn't be surprised if they screw screw us somehow because yeah. that's just the what way they Tennessee to plays. Do. So, you know, minus three for them at home, especially if Josh Allen doesn't play. I, I could see that uh, definitely being the case. I think it'll still be a low scoring game, 
but Tennessee, I think, will move to three and two, and Buffalo might take a step back here. Uh, next game, Jacksonville at Carolina. Carolina's a minus three and a half favorite. I don't really know how it can be <laughs> minus three and a half, to be honest. All I know is give me the points, give me Gardner Meshew. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah, I'm with you. I I'm wasn't into you. it, but I'm buying it. I like the plus three and a half because. Uh, if Carolina wins, I don't think it's going to be by more than a field goal. I don't think so. They played very close games with Kyle Allen. As yeah, they're starting. Uh, they did. They did beat up the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, but who, a couple weeks ago. But that who doesn't? Who doesn't beat up the? I could probably beat up the Cardinals <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, plus three and a half for Jacksonville. I don't. We don't really need to touch on this too much. Jacksonville still got a solid defense, um, even though they they kind of took a step in the wrong direction last week. If Jalen Ramsey plays. It just looks better for him. Yeah. So I think that, you know, as of right now, I think this line is based on him not playing. So if you take the line and he does play, you got to feel pretty good about it because that, that's, that line is going to shrink a little bit for sure. Um, so on to the next one here. Again, two uh, two teams that both, win, both winless. Cincinnati's actually favorited minus three. Um Right off the bat, I'm, I, I think I'm leaning Arizona here, plus three. Yeah. I think, I think they have they have better pieces on offense, and I do believe that they have a better defense. They do have some pass rushers, so yeah. I'm going to lean Arizona just because their D-line should beat up on that since the old line. Yeah. Is, Even though um, it's on the road, a West Coast team – or whatever Arizona is, I don't, I'm not sure. Are, uh, uh, I guess technically <laughs> West Coast Mountain Time or whatever. Um, well, they don't, come in, come they don't follow daylight time. savings time for some reason. Yeah, uh, but them coming to the East Coast to play in Cincinnati at one o'clock, you always worry about that. But um, you know, plus three. I just think they're more dynamic. Yeah, just give me Arizona. I yeah. don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, Giants here at home. This line's actually moved up. Getting they're six. Now, they're now plus six. I think it's because the Giants don't have a middle linebacker on their yeah. roster right now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, I don't know. You've been on the Giants. I have been. I have not been. The past two weeks. So, so what are you thinking? Uh, this game scares me for the Giants because this is a legitimate defense. There's no question about that. Minnesota is a legitimate defense, but Kirk Cousins is just as bad on offense. Yeah. But I think this could be a Dalvin Cook, 27 rushes, 145 yards, three Easy. touchdowns. Easy. I think uh, that I, I'd actually... I actually might be okay with that if that's all he gets. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Minnesota minus six, though. I have trouble. <laughs> I have trouble with that. Um, they just haven't looked good. They haven't looked good. They haven't put up points. And I know the Giants' defense only gave up three points. That's not going to happen no, this week. I throw that out the window. So I don't know. To me, this is basically: Do you think the Giants are going to be able to score on Minnesota's defense? How many? If the Giants score 14, do you think they can cover? <laughs> no. Okay, I see. I think, th- I think they're going to have to score at least 17. I think we're looking at 
maybe a maybe a, a twenty three. Uh, hey, if the Giants hold the the, the uh, Vikings to twenty one or less, I think they can win the game. But I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Who, who who on this defense is going to do anything? Again, throw that throw that glass game out the window. I mean, that's the problem this year in the NFL is there's so many bad teams that you really can't get a read on. No, the games of prior week. You don't know what you're getting week to week. So, uh, I don't I'm know. Think, Minnesota. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Giants. I, I I understand why. I understand why you you. I'm just completely on the Dalvin Cook train. Yeah, no, I get that, and and rightfully so. I think the three four. It just feeds into the zone read running. Yeah. That they want to run. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. It's zone scheme. I agree. It's just a matter of. Yeah, uh, built-in I, lanes already. I think the Giants will be able to put up 17 points. Okay. I think I think they'll be able to put up 17 points. Golden Tate's coming back. That's true. So they'll have their full complement. They'll have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. You know, Gallman looked good. So they're not uh, they're not useless on offense. <laughs> I think I think they'll be able to to put up 17. But um, it's a little bit of a homer pick here. I just don't trust Minnesota to be honest. No, I don't I trust like, Minnesota. I've been on Minnesota the past couple weeks and they have burned me. Yeah, I don't trust them and I don't trust uh, Kirk Cousins. So. Uh, on to the next one here. Another New York team coming off a bye. The Jets go to Philly. No Sam Darnold. No, no CJ Mosley. Yeah. Philly. Yeah. Minus 13 and a half. Philly. I, uh, I'm That's with That's all that needs to be said about this game. The Jets don't have anyone coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to start Luke Falk again. Yeah. So... How is this even... <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, affect the, the poor secondary, really. For the Jets, I mean, who 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 they have? They got Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. I know, but that's it. And I mean, they have Le'Veon Bell, but I could see Robbie Anderson going for one deep bomb, maybe a couple. But if Falk can actually get him the ball, because he hasn't looked very good. I know the scouting analysis from Mike Tannenbaum, who had who drafted him, I think, in Miami. Yeah, was lacks arm strength, but understands the game okay well I understand the game but I like <laughs> arm strength so um yeah I, I'm with you Philly minus 13 and a half it's a large spread but we've seen larger yeah and which is sad this season I, I I'm think, sure there's a larger one in the slate um yeah you're right you're right and we'll get to that in a, in a couple games here but uh the next one Pittsburgh at home against Baltimore Baltimore's the favorite on the road here at minus three and a half uh, this is um, we kind of talked about this until you know we see how Pittsburgh plays against one of these division teams. We're not really going to know what they are or if they're you know the offense that they ran yesterday. I know you didn't watch the game, but it was just very uh, led jet screens. Yeah, it was just nothing nothing down the field. They had one throw down the field that went for a touchdown, but it was after they had just run Wildcat and. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times they did that where they snap the quarterback, you know, takes the snap and just tosses it in front um, of them and, and it's a completion. Yeah, the Jets you know, sweep pass. They had a bunch of those. They had Jalen Samuels lining up in, in the backfield running Wildcat. James Conner had a good game, but still, I mean, they weren't really able to run the football. He had a catch for a touchdown. 
So, uh, you know, uh, going up against this Baltimore defense that I think is going to be pissed off coming into Pittsburgh. Baltimore uh, needs to get their defense right because I think it's two straight weeks they've uh, yeah given up yeah. some points. Yeah, I mean, the one was to the Chiefs, so you kind of take that with a grain of salt. But uh, Pittsburgh, I don't think their defense is... Uh, Ready for this Yeah, I, I think... This is yeah. a different offense. Yeah, I think Baltimore is going to be able to score some points. And I'm not sure that Pittsburgh is going to be able to. Yeah, I'm leaning Baltimore here, yeah, I think. I'm with you. Yeah, they got to get Mark Ingram back on track. I think he had 70 yards last game, but he had a key fumble. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go Baltimore, too. Uh, minus three and a half. I think they're they're going to come in wanting to, to send a message after that loss to Cleveland. Um, next game here, New England at Washington. This is that spread you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, minus 16 for New England. Uh, Give me New England. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've had big spreads all year. Um, they didn't cover against the Bills. I think they were minus seven. Yes, they the just Bills. missed it. And they missed covering against the Jets, but that was kind of... Uh, the backup quarterback, yeah, their uh, punt returner. I think, I think if they're in a situation like that again, I don't mm-hmm. think Belichick's going to make that decision because... I think their defense is going to have... Could have three interceptions returned for a touchdown against Haskins. I think they could if pitch Haskins a shutout here. Yeah. I think the uh, <laughs> Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I'll take New England minus sixteen. I think that they'll. I think they'll win by at least three touchdowns, honestly. Um, and after the poor showing on offense last week, I could see that. I could see this mm-hmm. being one of those games where they just don't take their Which, foot off the gas pedal. Oh, you know Belichick's ripping into them. It's going to be yeah. And that film room. Yeah, it's going to be like, a, you know, a few years ago when they beat the <laughs> Titans 59 nothing, and they just they yeah. just kept, they, they were still throwing the ball. Like Tom Brady's going to be mad Yeah, that he had to hear the defense did all the work. Yeah, so, yeah, I can definitely see this being a, a New England team that's pretty angry. Even though they're going on the road, I mean, who cares? It's the <laughs> Patriots. Uh, so we're both on them. All right, Chicago now goes to Oakland. Um, there was a little bit of a story about this because Khalil Mack's going back there and he said he doesn't really care, but... He probably doesn't. <laughs> I, I could see, you know, him not caring, but I could still... I, I, part of him probably wants to put up a nice, oh, yeah, nice game to. here. So. And wave to John Gruden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago's favorite here, minus five. Um, I am a little worried about Chicago scoring. Yeah, I mean... Oakland's it, defense has been better than... They have people been. Think. They have been, and they're going to have Chase Daniel starting. Some people yeah. believe that their offense will actually be a little bit more consistent. I could see that. I mean, he came in, he did what he needed to do, but after that one drive, that was really it. Trubisky was did not look good uh, through the first three games. So, you know, maybe Chase Daniel gives him a little something that, you know, obviously the the, the athleticism isn't there, but he might be a little bit more consistent uh like like i said just a just a few minutes ago but gives them a, a little bit more consistency on the offensive side of the ball and they can do a little bit more traditional type things and maybe that'll help <laughs> their offense kind of get back on track so i'm gonna go chicago minus five yeah i'm leaning chicago here i mean if they were able to shut down the vikings run game yeah you know the raiders just want to run the ball too yeah and jacobs has looked josh jacobs has looked good yeah he has looked pretty good in the season it's just he's gonna run into yeah um with the way chicago's mm-hmm. defense is playing 
Um, yeah, you got to go to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah you kind of have to. Uh, all right, so that that's it for the one o'clock games. Only two four. There's only two. Game. Yeah, we're starting to see some buys now. Um, so the the slates are getting a little bit smaller, but uh, the first game here, the Chargers host the Broncos. Chargers are minus six and a half. Uh, Denver's played some close games. They have kept a lot of games close, but at a certain point, that locker room just gives up. Yeah, they've lost two games on last-second field goals. Uh, one to the Bears on kind of a real bogus. Yeah, honestly, they probably they should have won that one. But uh, and then last week to the Jaguars. So. Uh, yeah, there's only so much you can take. There's only so much heartbreak you can take before you just give up, right? I mean, you, you lose Chubb now. Yeah, yeah they, we, they I mean, finally got some sacks. The line didn't even move <laughs> based on, on that injury. So that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. because he's out for the year. They finally get some sacks on defense. And it I just think, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this is going to be Chargers. Um... You know, they, they go to Miami. They beat them, you know, pretty good. Phillip Rivers had a great game. I think he's, uh, you know, and Eckler, too. I mean, they have they obviously have a good chemistry. I mean... Ke- Keenan Allen was just missing in the last game. To me, that means, go you know, going into this game, I think they're going to try to do a little bit more to get him the ball. They might have uh, forced the ball to Melvin Gordon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna yeah. play. Why wouldn't he play? If he does play, then I think that that just adds another element because they don't they don't have that guy right now that can you know Eckler's a good scat back. Yeah, know, outside the tackles, you know, catching some passes, but as far as in between the tackles, getting those tough yards. Uh, I mean, they just gave up two hundred and some yards. <laughs> yeah, rushing. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with charges here. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning that way too. Um, if it was anything over a touchdown, maybe I'd feel a little differently because. LA again. LA is kind of like Houston to me. They like to play those close games. They play down to opponents or up to opponents. Um, so if it's anything more than a touchdown, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But minus six and a half, I'll take. Uh, the 425. This is the game of the week. Uh, Dallas hosts the Packers. Dallas is minus three and a half. I, I honestly think I'm going to be all over Green Bay in this game. Oh, really? Yeah. I think this is a Dallas game. I think. I think Green Bay is going to come in, uh, coming off a tough loss at home. Even with no Devontae Adams? Because I don't think he's playing this week. I mean, I, I just don't know what to make of Dallas. And Green Bay's got a defense that can travel. Uh, I know Dallas has, has a good defense, too. There's just something about Aaron Rodgers in, in the AT&T, uh, in AT&T Stadium. I feel like he, um, he likes playing there. I'll have to look up his, his stats there, but... I mean, he had that one playoff game. Oh, where he dominated. Where he just dominated and and uh, plus three and a half. I I think it'll be a close. I think it'll be a field goal game one way or the other. So, I'm I, I feel good taking Green Bay. Here. I just didn't like how Green Bay's defense defended the run last week. I know it was a short week, all that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole other beast here with this offensive line, but also mm-hmm. Tyron Smith is out. They're they're left pro tackle. left tackle, who's just. Always, uh, he's, but he's, I feel like Dallas just has someone to plug in somehow. Yeah, they might. <laughs> I mean, you know, Green Bay, their their D line doesn't really stand out to me. But I mean, that's a big loss losing that left tackle. If there is an issue on that yeah. at that position, you, you're going to have some problems. 
And Pre Prescott, you know, he's athletic enough where he can he'll still be able to make something happen. But I mean, when the he Cowboys do miss Gallup, I think Gallup's yeah. a bigger factor in this offense than people realize. Yeah, you can stretch the field a little bit. Uh, but I mean, the key is going to be: Can Green Bay make Prescott uncomfortable? Because when he's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, he, he's a different quarterback. Yeah, in a worse way. He's he's just not very good when he's uncomfortable. When he's back there and he's got all the time in the world, that's when it's like, oh, yeah, pay him $40 million. Yeah, well, he's got all the time in the world. So, obviously... When he's got eight seconds to scan the yeah, field. Yeah, when he can eat a sandwich back there. Um, but, yeah, um, Green Bay on this. I'm a little surprised that, that you're on Dallas. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't like Dallas, obviously, from fandom perspective. But... yeah. I don't know. I think this is going to be a big Elliott game. They're just going to feed him. Okay. And that concerns me about Green Bay, the way the Eagles were able to run on him between just, Sanders and... Yeah, I just... Honestly, I think Rodgers is going to find a way to keep this close and uh, potentially pull it out at the end. Uh, but the Sunday night game, Kansas City is at home against Indianapolis. Kansas. This line has jumped a little bit. It's now minus 11. Well, Marlon Mack left the last game with an injury. Yep. You don't know what you're getting with Hilton yet. Yeah. Um, I know Kansas City couldn't cover on the road against Detroit, but I think I'm going to have to go with them. In yeah, this I, I would go Kansas City just because without those two big weapons, I don't care. Indy's going to struggle. Yeah, and, I, and I'm kind of concerned in how they used Ebron uh, because he should have been a much bigger part of of the offense last week especially with ty hilton out yeah you think they'd run more two tight end sets try to force the ball to mac a little bit more but yeah i did not see that and their offensive line just struggled um which i was surprised about yeah yeah i was, I was surprised too uh but yeah i kind of have to go kansas city here i think that uh you know sunday night at home i think mahomes is just gonna want to go off and i could definitely see him doing that being, well, you did see the recipe from Detroit on how to beat Kansas City is you want to control the clock, you got to run the ball. Yeah, which I think is funny that, I mean, they that's what they did, but Kansas City <laughs> still put up 34. And it's like, all right, they showed the blueprint to slow them down and hold them to 34. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, it's kind of odd. Without to, a to, pass to put it like, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like you said, if if you if they came to you and said Mahomes isn't going to throw for a touchdown this week, you would have probably bet your house on uh, the on Lions to win. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I think Mahomes Sunday night prime time. I think he's just going to want to go off in this one. Um, so we're both on Kansas City there. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, the Monday night game. Cleveland goes to San Fran. San Fran's minus three and a half. San Fran at home, I'm going to take them. Yeah, I like San Fran. I like that D-line. That's do, yeah. really yeah. why I'm picking San Francisco. I agree. I, I mean, think, yeah. that old line has looked bad for Cleveland. Yeah, I think that the, the key is going to be, like like you said, the D-line's the key here. Um, can they can they make Mayfield kind of uncomfortable? Get off his spot a little bit because when he's off his spot, he is a horrible quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he's not good. Um, he can still make plays, but he's just very inconsistent. We saw it week two and week three, where he was just uncomfortable. Or uh, yeah, even against the Jets, where they won, where they won that game, he was yeah. just not good because the Jets were able to get pressure. And that, the, I mean, the Jets had some injuries in that one. And they were able to get some pressure on him. So I think that 
you know, San Fran might have especially the top five D line, especially coming off a of bye week. Yeah, they've got they had two, two weeks to prepare for this game, and you even get the extra day with it being on Monday. Yeah, so I could definitely I could definitely see San Fran uh, winning this game and and putting up some. I think they'll be able to put up some points, and I think that they'll be able to hold. Uh, Cleveland down. I mean, we saw OBJ wasn't able to get going. They, they, I'm sure they looked at that and said, you know, we're just going to replicate that. And Landry with the concussion, you're not sure. So he, he might have a chance for this game. I think he's going to be uh, stopping Chubb. If you stop Chubb, that seems to be Cleveland's offense now. Yeah. Why wouldn't you true. go back to pounding the rock? Yeah. I mean, that. With Mayfield back there, I think they, they kind of got away from that and just kind of wanted him mm-hmm. to throw the ball all over the field and then realized he's not really mm-hmm. capable of doing that. Not in the NFL. In college, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I'm with you. San Fran with that defense, I think they'll be all right in this one. Mm-hmm. So that's the slate. Let's that's get to our slate. locks now. Yeah, let's do the locks here, and uh, we'll close it out with that. So I'll let you go first. Well, let's uh, let's actually go over the standings real quick. Yeah, uh, last week Trent was the big dog. Yeah, we had him on, so maybe yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe that was a good luck charm. <laughs> he went three and zero. Yeah, and he took the lead in the competition at eight and four. David and I are tied for second with seven and five, and Max, you're uh, five games back. Yeah, you're five at the bottom. Back. Three and nine. Nine. So. Again. And you have to beat me head to head. It's the quarter mark. <laughs> yeah. You're 0-4 in our head really? to head matchups, yeah. I thought that was the only game I won last week. <laughs> oh, because I chose Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so gotta gotta get off the snide at some point. It it'll happen. It'll happen. But um yeah, so let's get to the locks here. Uh I'll let you go first. No, I think I should let you go first with the you're just not gonna. You're just not gonna let me have it. No. Um, loser's ball, as they say. Loser's ball. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, I think the. I know it's a big spread, but I think I'm gonna have to go Philly minus thirteen and a half. I think that's a smart decision. All right. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't made many of them yet, so I'll, t- I'll know, take what I can you. get. I don't know. I. I sound. Were you planning on taking that one? No. No. Okay. No. I'm going to take, as my lock, I think you got to go Baltimore, minus three and a half. Okay. I think... Um, it's gonna, they need a bounce back game, and the Steelers are probably the team to do it against. Yeah, I can see that. I know Pittsburgh's at home, but... I mean, it's not the same. It's not, it's not like it's anything new to Baltimore going in there to play. They're going to hype it up like it's this old school rivalry, which it is, but... It is, but... None of these players have been there long enough to... <laughs> no Roethlisberger, no Brown, no Bell. No Suggs. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the, not the same. You're right. Um, so that's a good pick. Uh, I think for my second one, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the... Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Bears minus five. This is, this is a tough one for me, but... I just think that defense is going to... Dominate? I think they're just going to dominate. And even if they only put up 17 points, you know, <laughs> can they hold Oakland to 10? Yeah, they can. So I'm going to go with Chicago on the road, minus five. I think me and my buddy, 
Minshew. We're going to hang out <laughs> on Sunday. We're going to get in a hot tub. We're going to send out another tweet about him. <laughs> Got to get him to respond to you at some point. And so I'm going to pick my boys, the Jags, here at plus three and a half. I'm getting yeah. points. I think this is, uh, this is one of those games where the spread doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. With the way that, I mean... Carolina has Carolina's won two in a row. Yeah. They've looked good, but... So the Jags. Jags won yeah. two in a row. And... I think Minshew's a better quarterback here. I, yeah, I agree. Fournette got off the schneid. I think he hadn't broken 70 yards rushing on the season. He yeah. goes off for 200. And he looked like he was running angry, too. Yeah. He was... He was Someone challenged people. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Um... Now so, head-to-head, man. Head-to-head. So let's find... Uh, yeah, um, let's uh, let's let's make it uh, interesting. Let's go with the Giants. Let's okay. go with the Giants game. So um, you're obviously going to be on the Giants at plus six. Yep. And I'm going to take Minnesota at minus six. Yeah, and that way... Uh, if Kirk Cousins screws me again... <laughs> yeah, your boy from Michigan State. I know. He screwed me when they played Alabama in the Final <laughs> Four. Oh, that was... I think it was 55-14 or something. Ouch. So, yeah. he's, so he's been having trouble in these big games <laughs> yeah. his whole career. Um, I wouldn't call this a hey, big game. <laughs> no, I mean, well, hey, I mean... They're both 2-2, two and two, so I guess this is yeah, wild card positioning. When you have a 3-1 and one and a 2-1 two mm-hmm. two one and 1 team ahead of you, if you lose this game and, and one of them, you know, wins, then you're looking at uh, one, at least a one-and-a-half game uh, yeah. difference. So this is hey, this is a big game. This is a big game for them. It's a big game for the Giants too. Um, you know, obviously. I, if the Giants I, win this game, uh, the New York papers might go crazy. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. The fact they're at home, I mean, obviously that's better than being on the road. So hey, let's see what let's see what they got. I want to know who's going to play middle linebacker though, <laughs> because they they got to find somebody. Um, but yeah, those are our locks. So let's uh, let's give the rundown real quick. Yeah, um, Max, obviously you're locking Philly at minus thirteen and a half, Bears at minus five, and Giants at plus six. I'm taking Baltimore minus three and a half, Jags plus three and a half, and Minnesota minus six. Okay. So those are our locks. Obviously, you know. If you notice Vegas has started to put in those point fives. Yeah. This is, uh, there's a couple minus fives, you know, minus three and a halves, which are which are always tough. Minus, minus five just kills me. It's right in the middle. Yeah, it's like, all right, you know, they got to win by, you know, <laughs> they basically have to win by a touchdown. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like those spreads, but um, yeah, those are our locks. Obviously, we, we always feel good going into the week, but the last couple of weeks have been tough. They they haven't been easy for us. You're still over five hundred. Yeah, I'm thirty two and. 30 and 1 on the season yeah. so and don't don't read mine I don't, want, <laughs> I don't want that bad juju going into this week because I do feel good about this week you know throw a quarter of the season behind us it's time to turn over a new leaf so um, so that's what that's what we have for week 5 uh, we do have some stuff coming up um, we've got uh, basketball season starting up so we're going to look into doing Another preview uh, episode. Yeah, similar to how we did the NHL, have somebody on and, and kind of talk about their predictions and, and what they see happening going forward for the NBA. 
uh, which for the first time in a while, there's actually some maybe parody and un uncertainty about <laughs> you know who might come out. Um, you know, Golden State is not such a sure thing coming out of the West, and and we'll get into all that. But and we also uh, you know we we might have a college football um, contributor for the link on uh, maybe late next week before the the uh the weekend to, to preview some of those games because there are some big games coming up but we'll, we'll let you all know about that obviously again you know we'll be here doing our normal thing for week six so so if we do have something coming up after that we'll, we'll make sure to put that out there but um yeah so that's what we got for uh, episode six week five in the nfl uh make sure to follow us on twitter at square the sharp and iTunes at Squaring Up the Sharp, Podbeam at Squaring Up the Sharp. Like and review us, leave us comments. Yeah, anything you guys have for us, uh, uh, just let us know if you want us to touch on a certain thing. We're, we're all open to that, so uh, let us know. Make sure to, uh, again, check out linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com. A lot of good stuff. It's all free, uh, so can't hurt to check it out, so make sure you do that. And, um, and that's what we got. So we'll see you for week six. And here's, here's to squaring up the sharp. sharp.